Hello, newsies. It's a new thing I'm trying out. I'm going to call everybody who's a fan of the show, tunes in live, which is none of you, newsies. <laughs> <laughs> this is a new thing. We're trying it. We're trying it. We're trying to get a following up here um, on uh, uh, Know Your News. The show is Get the Flick Out of Here. I'm your host, Alex Blasky. With me, as always, is Kate Elizabeth. Um, yeah, just get the flick out of here. It's a, it's a thing we do. It's supposed to be funny. Um, but yeah, hey, there are people here. Hello. Hello, everybody in the chat. Um, uh, so we're going to start doing these live every Friday at noon Eastern. Come and hang out with us. Eat your lunch while watching us talk about increasingly terrible movies because it does feel like I... Um, slipping down a rabbit hole into the worst movies ever made. <laughs> like, impressively so. Yeah, you know, it's a thing. It's a thing. Um, um, <clears throat> so, Kate, um, everyone knows from the thumbnail. Remember, remember like, how basically every week I try and like lead you in slowly as to, hey, everybody, giving you hints, which movie could it possibly be? I always forget there's a thumbnail and there's they know, the, they know what movie it is. Uh, mm -hmm. It's Theodore Rex. It the, sure is, Alex. It is. It's Theodore Rex. Um, Kate? I'm about to revoke my I'm not allowed to choose band. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. This is the thing. This is the thing. Um, it Because, listen, I may choose terrible movies, and in this case, I certainly have. But um, yeah, they're did. always they're always, like, like legendarily terrible. Like, like th this... This is not like, hey, they came out with a new bad Christmas movie. This is um, almost 20 years ago, Whoopi Goldberg agreed verbally to do a movie for an Italian production company and then tried to get out of it. And the, the, the way she tried to get out of it was by suing the production company so she wouldn't have to be in the movie. She lost the lawsuit, which is why she's in the movie, but the judge felt so bad for her, he made the producers pay her an extra $2 million. Yep. Yep. Which <laughs> I'm not going to bring Fightful Energy into here, but if NXT stays this bad, I'm suing Sean for another $2 million. So. Uh, just, uh... Alex, this had a $35 million budget and 30... wasn't released in theaters. Straight to take home release at this time VHS. Fifth, one fifth of that budget went to Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> they paid her seven million dollars to be in this movie. Now, if like you could have probably found somebody to do that to do this movie for like five hundred grand, it wouldn't have made the movie any worse. It or more release, or you wouldn't have made less money by you know what i mean like it, it all so what why when she goes hey yeah i don't know why i said i was gonna do this i don't want to do it anymore where you go is awesome we're gonna save 6.5 million dollars and you can leave but they said no you have to do this movie and and they took her to court uh and here's 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 why it event the judge eventually had to rule against her because when she called, uh, when she called the guy to um, accept doing the movie, 
like originally, um, it was in the 90s. So there was an answering machine. And you know, like where you just get to the phone right after the answering machine picks up and you can say, hey, hey, no, I'm here. Hi. Um, the answering machine will continue to record the conversation you have with the person. Uh, that happened to Whoopi Goldberg. So they had on vid- on audio tape her saying, yeah, I'll do the movie. Uh, and so she said, I never agreed to that. And the, and the lawyer was like, exhibit A through Z. Here you go. Yes, you did. And the judge was like, you did agree to do the movie, Whoopi. But the, I've read the script. You owe her two more million dollars. Yeah. They were like, this is going to tank your career. So we're going to get mm-hmm. you some, some mm-hmm. money on the way out. Um, I is, like, don't she, know. She, didn't she win the Oscar? For Ghost? For this? Something? <laughs> Not for this, no. But, like, she, she was an Oscar-winning actress at this point. I like, think so for the Ghost. Color Purple was a hu- for a huge thing. She was in Ghost. She had done... A, this is this is post both Sister, Sister Act movies. She was a major movie star. She was a, I mean, star, she was a movie star. When yeah. she, I don't know what she was under. I don't know if it was a hostage situation. I don't know. When she agreed... When she agreed on the answering machine... What happened here? I don't know. I don't know. Mm-mm. I don't know either. My God. Um, no. $35 million straight to video. Did not even make it into theaters. No. My they, God. They knew it was, was going to be so terrible. Love Fro is here. Hello. Um, uh, Sour Flick Society. I like that. Um, that's pretty great. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah. Hello, David H. I'm so glad people in the UK can watch us do something live because usually in the UK, it's very, very early. Ryan Sullivan, you are wrong. This movie Stop is... lying, Ryan. Ryan, you are wrong. We get to do this now. Ryan, you're wrong. This movie is not a class. It's a class. It's classically bad. It's a classically terrible movie. Uh, there's I nothing, get to there's... tell Ryan he's wrong all the time because he's my co-host yeah. on Wednesdays. Yeah. But now it's right. nice that we get to do it here. This is right just together, both of us. That's nice. <laughs> um, uh, Kate, there's a there's a there's a, a crawl. At the beginning of the movie, like the beginning of Star Wars, where like it lets you know what's going on, but it doesn't though, because like none of it makes script, sense. In a weird a like script scroll timey script, yeah, um, oh, yeah. God, Alex, I watched this movie. I paid attention to this movie the best I could. Mm. I'm. I still don't really know what it was about. <laughs> okay, uh, hold on. Yeah. Um, so the. Crawl, I believe, um, the, the, the Wikipedia entry says that it is it is a buddy cop science fiction comedy. Okay. Yeah. No. Um, um, no. It's They're not buddy cops. Uh, no. They're not even... It's, it, science fiction is tough because here, here's where it immediately lost me. It is a futuristic film, and the thing that they are bringing back is the oldest living creatures, <laughs> like in the world, right? In right. dinosaurs and wardrobe-wise, Alex, mm-hmm. evil doctor lady who looks like Aubrey Plaza looks like she's a from the fifties, like she's a fifties yeah. secretary. One of the guys yeah. who has long hair looks like he just outgrew a metal band. Like this did not look futuristic, and the dinosaurs. I honest to God yeah. was like. Did mm-hmm. this come out before the dinosaur show or after? Because one of them inspired after. the other. 
No, after. after. So they the, took the, the dinosaur the, outfit from dinosaurs. Well, they just, did be, be, because because the 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 guy who um who designed the dinosaurs TV show costumes was the guy who designed all of these. And when I say designed, I mean he went over to a closet on the ABC uh, lot and took them out of it and went bye bye. Like, cause they're the same things. They're very very obviously the, the same, same things. things. In my research, and yes, yes. I did research mm, for this. Mm, you did. You did and did research. It's true. I found out that Spike Dinosaur Man from Dinosaurs, mm-hmm. Spike, mm-hmm. Yes. he was voiced by Chris Maloney. Really? Detective Stapler on SVU. Who would have wow. known? <laughs> I had no idea. That's true. Um, yeah. um, uh, it, um, here we go. Here's the, here's the crawl. I'm reading it to you. Once upon a time in the future, it says. At midnight tomorrow, billionaire Eleazar Kane will launch his new Eden missile to bring on another ice age. I should I should mention this is all written in bullet points, like you're like you're given a presentation. This is bullet point. At midnight tomorrow, billionaire Eleazar Kane will launch his new Eden missile to bring on another ice age. Okay, sure. Uh, bullet point: After mankind is extinct. Cain will reanimate the pairs of all Earth's animals he keeps frozen in his ark and create his vision of paradise. Bullet point. One hour ago, two workers escaped from the new hidden compound and are racing to tell the police about Cain's master plan. Dot, dot, dot. Um, Like, not even a clever master plan. Like, oh, Noah's Ark, I'm going to copy it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The Ice Age, going to copy it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Boring. Um, get a and then, get a good master plan. And then a dude uh, whose name is Edge and is also dressed like the brood version of Edge. Um, <laughs> this is 1996, so I have no idea if they got the idea for Edge, the character from this movie. It's possible, or he might but, be dressed like the Edge from U2. They're kind of dressed no, the same. Yeah, he's he's. Yeah, kind of. He's running around with with a with a very with a very bright silver handgun held behind his back as he's running through a park. Um, uh, it's all in, in black the future. And white. Everyone's an idiot. You're gonna find yeah. that out. It's all in black and white. It's the only shot in this movie that's all in black and white. It's the first shot of the movie. Um, uh, so the, it, it's it's this old carnival park play playground thing there's all kinds of cobwebs all over the trees i don't know why he's he's just searching for somebody with with a gun he ends up like um shooting a dinosaur i think but he doesn't he 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 that's right he throws something at it um we'll find out what it is later but it's this is all done it's it looks like it's a like there's oh there's a dinosaur crossing a bridge and um and he he looks and sees the dinosaur and he takes out um a, a, a it looks like a pocket watch and outside of the pocket watch he opens up and a full color butterfly flies out of the pocket watch um onto the nose of the dinosaur um and then explodes So, and the reason why it's all in black and white is because Teddy Rex, Theodore Rex, 
wakes up screaming. That was a nightmare he had, but it was the truth. Like, like you find it out later. Di- okay, a a obviously. I don't know why I have to explain this to you. Dinosaurs exist in the future. Also, yeah. they have they have a, a telepathic connection with all other dinosaurs. Yes, uh, I mean obviously. I'm not an idiot, so I don't know why you're telling me that. But yeah, no, um, it's true. Teddy Teddy the Rex <laughs> has mm-hmm. received this information via telekinetic butterfly ish, mm-hmm. um, and. I guess his visions are all in black and white. We do find out later that all dinosaurs are connected in this way. Mm-hmm. Um, not like a great job of kind of the like I'm sensing character. Like you get those in buddy cop things, like like in Team America when they make fun of that trope. Like there's mm-hmm. not they have this like. Uh, always like a detective that it's like we can't solve the crime we don't know what to do there must be something supernatural in effect but it's just Teddy like and all dinosaurs that have this this power and he jumps out of bed at the sight of this or the receiving of this image which was very 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 weird <laughs> to open this movie <laughs> He, he he owns a dog. It's a very small dog. It's a cute dog. I don't understand why the do- why dinosaurs can walk around, wear human clothes, and talk, but dogs can't. There is like an acceptance. We find out later why, but like dinosaurs and people just coexist. It's not weird at all that dinosaurs are like in this world, um... like in the Bible. <laughs> yeah, there it's very weird. Like mm. there's some biblical references in here that are just are. odd. Like, why yeah. Noah's Ark came into play is weird. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, I was just so confused because it's a futuristic society as we learn a scene later. Um, but there's dinosaurs walking around. Right. Um, it, it's, <laughs> and they're dinosaurs that can talk. Um, but to your point, they have pet dogs that can't. Um and it's just very, uh, it, it feels like they went out of the way really hard to make dinosaurs a part of this movie. There's no reason this couldn't have just been robots, really. Oh, it's sure. Or, so or anything odd. else. Or, or any... anything else, yeah. It's very well, Yeah, like, hey, uh, this crazy wacko billionaire um, brought dinosaurs back from extinction and used weird science to make them talk and wear clothes. How is that any difference from like, oh, uh, all all bears talk now, and they also they're cops. Like, if it's, it's like just do whatever. Like, hey, jellyfish can fly, and also uh, they're they every every everyone gets their mail delivered by flying jellyfish. Just pick pick a random shit that that, that anything anyway. Um, uh, uh, so he wakes up. I should point out he's also wearing um a. Uh, He's wearing a, 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 a an Ebenezer Scrooge sleeping cap, like it's it's uh, and it's really long. It's got a little fuzzy ball at the end. He's got a, he's got an Ebenezer Scrooge sleeping cap. It's the future. I guess that dinosaur's wardrobe closet ran deep. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, um, uh, I man, I don't even know how to uh, talk about. He gets on a weird phone and calls the police, the police department, 
and says, hey, I just got this really weird feeling. Anything going on tonight? And the person on the internet says, yeah, nothing for you public relations guy. Uh, they're keeping it real quiet. And so he just decides to go investigate it because, of course, he does. Um, There's been a dino side, we learn out. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, I, I also should mention that, uh, you know, the old, um, not old, I mean, it is old now. Uh, that makes me feel old. Father of Bride, not the original one with Spencer Tracy, but the, the newer one from 30 years ago with um, the, yeah, the son-in-law <laughs> of the father of the bride is played by an actor named George Newbern. So like the, not the bride, but the groom, the groom and the father of the bride played by an actor by George named George Newbern. He is the voice of Theodore Rex. It's, it's a very nondescript, like ran, like very mid 30 ish white guy voice. They didn't like get like a really good voice actor or somebody really famous to like sit in a studio somewhere. Yeah. Dinosaurs. They're just like us. They are. It's true. They are. They're just like us. Um, but uh, Theodore Rex um, says, well, I'm going to do some investigating anyway. He lives in the, the world's largest apartment, um, but it's mm-hmm. decorated like he's a, ch- like he's a child. Um, and it, he takes a bath with a bunch of rubber duckies. I should say George Newbern was instructed to narrate everything he did. Like, hey, yeah. it's me. Hey, I'm putting one rubber ducky, two rubber ducky, three rubber ducky. Gonna get in the bath. I'm in the bath. Oh, look at me in the bath. Like, he's, but he's not singing it. I'm making it more fun. He's just saying it. Hey, here I go opening my sock drawer. I am going to put on socks. Like, he says it out loud while he's doing whatever he does. Like, um, we can't see him. Like, they've, yeah. they brought dinosaurs back. They made them not intimidating and they made them dumb. Um... At least this one. They all seem yeah. a little bit stupid, but it is just... God, this movie's so weird. There are things like... I just want to make sure that we get off the bat. When I said dinosaur, it reminded me of a few things in this yes. movie, and I don't know if they're going to yeah. get called out. No, um, probably not. At, at one point, when we meet Whoopi Goldberg later, she doesn't want to work with a dinosaur on a case, and they say, what are you, specious? Mm-hmm. Which I'm sure she thought was hilarious. Um yeah. <laughs> let no, me quit the, the, there let are parts of this, to this there are parts of this movie that when they first start working together where it's basically just the beginning of 48 hours with Whoopi Goldberg <laughs> as Nick Nolte's character I ain't working with no dino what are you talking about and um, it, it's, it's Whoopi Goldberg is as speciesist toward Teddy as Nick Nolte was racist toward Eddie Murphy. And everyone's like, ha ha. They um, refer, the dinosaurs call humans soft skins throughout the Soft movie. skins and soft skins and scales. It's scales. That's what the, yeah. That's, that's what the soft skins calls, call dinosaurs. And what the dinosaurs call humans is soft skins. However, will we coexist in this world? I don't know, man. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> So uh, he he gets into his car. He's got. Here's what you have to know. He's a he's a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Basically, I mean, he's not. He's six feet tall. Six, maybe six and a half feet tall. That's as big so as they other get. Thing, now. I'm like, why did you choose dinosaurs when you just made them as tall as humans and you made them dumb? This was so weird. Um. So they they were reanimated, brought back from the dead, 
taught to speak. They're telepathically connected. They made them much smaller. You have to wear clothes. I should mention that that the the shoes that they wear, because they have three big toes, right? The shoes are like three Converse All Stars sewn together, and the toe, the full toes of one shoe goes over one of the toes. Like it's like three shoes right next to each other, which is odd. Oh, he loves cookies. Like he hits a button before he leaves, and the cookie shoots out of something into his mouth, and he goes, "Ha ha, yeah, cookie!" And uh, he drives the car. Dinosaurs back to be dorks. It's just I don't know. It was very odd. Um, He he gets in the car. And because he's got a very long tail, that's a, that's a running gag. Whole thing, long, long tail, long, long tail. Uh, he swings it. The, he, there's a, a compartment that opens up, so his tail can be can get into the car. Um, <clears throat> no, the, the maybe the maybe is not about baby Sinclair and saying not the mama. There's no act. I don't <laughs> believe there's any. We don't ever see any children dinosaurs. Maybe they, they they get like when they get cloned or or whatever. Maybe they come out of the egg fully formed. I'm not sure. I don't know. Um, I don't uh, even know if they're were they in an egg. I no, I, I didn't. I, I don't just, see episode. Yeah. Spoiler yeah, no, alert: he's, they get cloned, he's a, not hatched. He's a recovering carnivore. Oh, we're gonna get to the fact that Whoopi Goldberg doesn't know what an herbivore is later, but. <laughs> so when he gets in the car and drives away, there, there, they, there's a. Um, there's a, a a shot that I could guess would would say CGI, that just pans over the entire city to let you know that it's a city. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's 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 like four different billboards that say the future is now. I guess they're all paid for by the Elazar Kane Foundation or whatever. But um, this is where we see um, Katie Coltrane and her partner. Um, uh, that they're going to find some bad guys. These are what they are known as guns. That's what you call street cops in this situation. There's a guy who is roller skating away from a big 18 wheeler. uh, And somebody driving it shoots him dead. And these two cops who are there and see the dude roller skating away and get shot, that then decide to spring into action and slide down a zip line Thank on you. top of the car. My um, whole thing was it felt like they super knew this guy was about to get shot and just did nothing and then waited till he got shot uh, to yeah. act. It was very yeah. <laughs> thing, but he wasn't really shot dead. He was shot. Yeah. He was no, he like was shot that. Dead. Right? Was it he? He was shot. No, he was shot with a gun, like a regular old gun. And oh, okay. um, yeah, and uh, so that now that it's a regular old gun, but all the guns in this have a little extra compartment underneath with a light on it that blinks really fast, so you can tell it's a feature. Um, <laughs> and uh, then so his partner is falls on the front of the of the thing and is fighting with a very large woman driving the the the, the Mack truck. And while while Whoopi falls into the compartment and sees the um, the corpse that they've just killed and brought into the car into the into the back, um, and she decides to have like a, a little talk to the the leader of leader of the bad guys in the back, 
who's who's got a weird like biometric eye and um uh, he talks like this hello this talk like this now hello i don't know why he does that but he does um, was there not a director like this know, is man. the most chaotic thing in the world this guy has one eye and speaks weird everybody else is like dressed kind of normal or right um played it up the middle of like i kind of have a futuristic look but i still sound yeah. like a human being this was the most disjointed Mm-hmm. defining of what the future is ever. <laughs> this was terrible. Right, right. Um, so, uh, so anyway, they all pull guns on Katie Coltrane, Whoopi Goldberg, who after she says a few like quips or something, uh, has a, a gunfight in the back of a, of a, like a semi, like a semi trailer. Uh, and then the back, though the, the, somebody pushes a button and a trap door, and she falls through it while clinging to a, a table, I guess that was back there, while firing while clinging to a table through the thing, and they're firing at her. And then the little cable that she's on snaps, and she skids to a stop and goes, "Yeah!" Like she was like excited to to do the little fun. Like she went for a ride. It's like she said, "Wee!" That's what it sounded like to me. Um, but they, the the thing crashes. Uh, her her partner, who's a you could tell is like one of those uh, hard bitten like I'm fifty years old. I don't know why I'm still. Do- you got a bit of a gut. It's like, hey, Katie, welcome back on the force. Um, and um, and so uh, never see him again. By the way, no. you can tell he and Katie Coltrane have a long standing working relationship. They're, they bicker back and forth a little bit, but like all cops and their partners do that. Like it's no worse than, you know, for example, Benson and Stabler. It's no worse sure. than them, but she has to have a new partner. They like, she, we never, we never, I don't even know if we ever get this guy's name. It's just a, just a random dude. Um, so uh, the, they find the dead guy that was killed and they're, they're trying to figure out who it is. And they get like a hologram from some guy back at headquarters if the numbers check out, you'll be street legal again, Coltrane. And then he blips out and she says, I love it when he does that. I really do. Which doesn't make any sense. It feels like there was a, a line that they cut out that she's supposed to respond to, but isn't. Let's let's pull back for a second if we can. And just discuss Whoopi Goldberg's effort in this performance mm-hmm. in general. This felt like she tried to sue to get out of making this movie. There were some moments where it felt like she was trying, but when you're playing like extremely serious next to a dinosaur, um, right. the the line between I'm serious and apathetic is is murky at best. And then she obviously didn't want to do this film. Right. There were some moments that I felt like were probably introvert improvised, where it seemed like she was trying. Um, yeah. but my goodness, this, I was, it was around this point that I was like, I don't know if it's the way they cut the scene or whatever, but I was like, we are like 10 minutes into the film and she is checked out of her role making. Oh, <laughs> so much so. Um, Ryan Sullivan says, no one will convince me that the creator of this movie didn't watch dinosaurs, Jurassic Park and Law and Order while high back to back to back. I mean, if they had yeah. put that as the description on Tubi, I would have signed up for it like in a second right. and, oh, and sure. had a completely different mindset watching it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, by the way, the, the tagline of this is the world's toughest cop has a new partner and he's a real blast from the past. 
That's what they say. That's how they, that's, she's the world's toughest cop. Um, so then we see the, the, the dead uh, dinosaur, um, uh, a dinosaur, genocide at the carnival graveyard. Um, he's been, yeah. Um, I, I, I do appreciate that the, um, the, the reporter who's on set on site is, uh, has a rig strapped to her shoulder with an arm around the thing that with a camera pointed at her. So she is her own cameraman. So they've, <laughs> they've basically, they've, they've unwittingly, uh, they have, uh, they've invented TikTok. Like it's just, it's, uh, we're just, <laughs> you go live with your own phone. Um, so, so Theodore Rex is there. And she, he's talking to a woman who obviously has a relationship with him, who's another cop, and he's trying to t- ask questions about it. And she, she knows him. She's sympathetic to him, but she knows she's not allowed to say anything to him. That's 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 the, that's the deal. Um, and uh, we never see her again. She's in this one scene, and that's it. Like she, she helps us introduce us to who Theodore Rex is, because like oh. This woman is a human being who works with him, and like, and like, there's never a point where like Katie Coltrane comes to her and says, "Hey, you know Teddy, right? What am I supposed to do? Like, I, I don't know how to work with these dinos." And she gives Katie some sage advice, like on how she's worked with him in the past. No, that nobody thought to like do that. Have give her a reason for existing beyond this one scene. This woman. Uh, got her SAG card probably by starring in this one movie <laughs> with the one scene, and thought that it was gonna like gonna lead to something else. And no, nope. um, they were so angry that it wasn't an under five too. They were. Yeah. <laughs> they were yeah. <laughs> I will say, the aesthetic of the scene was actually not bad. Like the way they set up the dino side, cheesy as it was, like mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is like they they tried. The lighting is good. This dinosaur doesn't just look like he's out of the dinosaurs movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so my thinking is all of the production budget went to Whoopi Goldberg, this shot, and then an explosion scene that we'll talk about later. But this right. was one of the three things that the budget went to, in my opinion. <laughs> right. Um, from this scene, you glean the information that no dinosaur has ever been murdered. Yeah. Not like this. But like, but the the way that the woman cop is like ah, dinosaurs, oh, that's a first. And I'm like, I don't like. Oh, okay. I, I like. So wait, how long have they been like around for two weeks? Like, we've established they come out fully formed. They don't need to grow up from a baby. So they maybe I don't know how long they've been there. But um, it's weird that like no one's ever been uh, killed before. Um, yeah, this per- maybe it was this particular dinosaur. They were like, ah. Oh. He donated Perhaps. so much money. <laughs> um, he, he did. Mm, he, so he did. So he was they, a great philanthropist. Uh, he's he's going. So he decides he's gonna. He, like he calls in and says, "They say, hey, uh, stay at home. Don't do anything. Whatever you do, don't go down to the site where the dinosaur was murdered." And he does. He talks to a cop there, and then he calls in and says, "Hey, where's the commissioner?" And they tell him. Like, he's obviously not actually supposed to be doing any of this stuff, but they're like, nah, whatever, we'll just do whatever. Um, so he the, the, he has to go and visit the um, com- commissioner, uh, who was played by Richard Roundtree, the man who played Shaft. 
And I mean, like, I don't know if 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 they had to pay him an extra two million dollars, but he deserved it to to be in this also. What happened with the resume gap here? Um, yeah. Ryan Sullivan saying they treat seeing a dead dinosaur like seeing a dead kid. That's exactly what it was. It was just like, oh, yeah. unspeakable yeah. tragedy. Uh, yeah, I don't. He didn't really go on to do much else. <laughs> I feel no. like this movie just tanked people's careers. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so crazy one-eyed guy who talks like this meets the assassin um, with the long hair, meets Edge. Uh, in, on this in, day! <laughs> I shoot dinosaurs! Um, uh, I blow him up with a butterfly. Eye. Um, <laughs> so, so um, they, they they meet uh, they 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 meet the one-eyed guy. His name is Spinner. Spinner with a one-eyed guy talks like this. Meets Edge in a sewer drain and gives him a necklace that the guy they shot, who was on roller skates, had on him. Says, yeah, compliments of Adam, and and Edge says, give me that, and and the, the, all the other guys who run around with Spinner are all called Zap Heads. I don't know if that's like a calling somebody a meth head or if I don't know what it is. They, I don't know what it is. Well, that's why I thought the guns were like zappy guns with the Zap Heads because <clears throat> of the zapping. It's weird. Um, so he says, "Where's the body? Uh, we lost it. Sorry." Um. Uh, and uh, I, they, 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 they were guns. They came at us. They, we're lucky to be alive. And Edge says, "Yeah, you were." And so uh, that's the Edge doesn't like a Spinner. These are characters from different movies. Like I can't emphasize yeah. aesthetically how much these guys do not live in the same world. It's so yeah. weird. So yeah. weird. Um. So the camera pans up from the sewer drain, with the sewer drain is right next to the city hall. Uh, which is uh, where Teddy is going to meet the commissioner. Teddy, with his giant tail, knocks over a sign on the way up there and then smacks a, a, a museum guy in the balls as he walks into the door. He's got a big tail. It's a joke, the tail. Uh, it's actually the, the whole, at least they like pay it off at the end because like it was, the tail is the thing that, that helps him win the day at the end, but it's just weird. And um, at hockey, which we're going to talk about later, his oh, tail. Yes, true. His, his tail really is his is his double-edged sword. It's like very helpful in some situations, yeah. very clumsy in yeah. others. Yeah. Um Katie is walking through the neon lit vibrant streets of this town and finds a little stray dog and immediately picks it up and takes it over to this uh food shack run by a small uh a small child. Maybe a twelve-year-old little black boy, uh, and he's watching a hologram of the news. News telling him they're going to bring back raccoons, and he's like, "What's this world to, Katie? Rac- uh, first elephants, tigers, uh, buffalo, now raccoons. What's going on? Like all of these natural, apparently naturally occurring, like well, not naturally. We probably did it with deforestation, etc." All these naturally occurring extinct animals are being brought back, and he's reacting to it like, uh, like it's the like it's these are um, like a, 
did you see what happened with another school shooting? But he's like, did you see what happened? They're bringing back raccoons. raccoons. Like it's, it's, this it's, used to yeah. be a proper country. <laughs> this is what we should call you now, Katie Coltrane. That should be your name. I, your I don't want to be associ- associated with this movie in any way, shape, or form. But I do have to say, Katie is not like the name you give an aggressive cop. No, no, no. Like even over Kate, like Katie's mm-hmm. are like, oh, mm-hmm. how sweet yeah. and gentle of a human being. Yeah. This was not no. I should also say, all all guns uh, wear the same uniform, which is like l- black lycra spandex. Um. And uh, a little weird harness where they keep their gun, and they have a little 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 thing they talk into, or whatever. Um, uh, and it's not the most flattering outfit. Um, you would wonder if, like, hey, should they have like knee pads or a bulletproof vest? You find out Do later. You not it doesn't have matter. To pee in the future? Like, this no, is- no. But this is the other thing. We find out all guns are cyborgs. They drop that oh, on us right. about three quarters of the way through the movie. That like like it's fine because when you become a gun, they 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 take you in there. Basically, the only thing that is still a natural part of your body is your head, and the rest of it is all like RoboCop. I do feel they like just, it's... they just drop it into like brief conversation that like all guns are basically cyborgs. Well, and, like, they don't talk any differently, but the weird guy that's still a person head kind of does. Yeah, like, it, sure. it's just so all over the place. I guess you're right. Cyborgs probably don't have to go to the bathroom. But I mean, I would I would assume not. But they, don't they have to, like, dispense oil waste or something? Yeah, and, like, if you still have a human head, like, do you still have human processes? It's very, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I, I don't think we ever see her eat, right? No, she's not. She's not we, into we, the cookies. Like maybe yeah, maybe that's are. why. Maybe that's why she doesn't know what a herbivore is because she doesn't know. But she, she should have all the knowledge of the world if she's a side. They should. They should. They should have downloaded it to her when she was programmed. Um. So we Glitch. we um. So that she says, "Hey, take this little dog I just Wait. met." What? Just the idea of like. They do drop this in three quarters of the way through the movie. Mm-hmm. Why was she having emotional reactions to working with a dinosaur if she's a cyborg? Because <laughs> all cyborgs hate dinosaurs. It's it's programmed. Like, but they there's like, like a listen. there's a, a a thread where she warms up to him. Right, like, right, right. You're a cyborg. Perhaps. You shouldn't have emotions. Maybe maybe that maybe maybe that's where she's like, ah, uh, what is this new feeling of not being <laughs> racist? Like. You know, maybe that was it. Like, what uh, is this new feeling? I was learning to love humans. I learned. I am instead of learning to love, I have learned to not hate. Um. (laughs) (laughs) So, so anyway. um, Oh my god, that's so funny. Uh, um, (laughs) that was like my that moment was like you had with Greece, where you were like. Did this all occur in one school year? <laughs> this was like over an entire school year. Mm-hmm. Yep. Not not <laughs> three is... weeks. Not three weeks, but nine months have passed. But nine months. Yeah. Yeah. This was my um, wait, they're cyborgs. Why yeah. Why do they have so, emotions? Um anyway. they, spoiler uh, alert. Yeah. <laughs> so 
Okay, so she says to this little boy who she knows, um, hey, I just found this dog. Take him to my apartment and give him some food, she says. Uh, and he says, hey, come to the playground tomorrow. Like, I don't know if I'll have time. Come on, it's a surprise. You know I hate surprises. Come on. Okay. And then she leaves, and we never see the dog again. So they, they, intro- the they introduce a dog that is owned by Teddy. We never see that dog again. They introduce a dog that, for some reason, she decides, oh, hey, I found a stray dog. This is mine now. And it's not like a, 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 a way for us to see that she's becoming a kinder, more gentler person as she, uh, uh, like, look, like, it's not like the kid says to her, hey, my, I really want to keep this dog, but I got to make sure my dad will let me keep him. Can you keep him at your apartment until I can get the okay? She's like, I don't like dogs. And like, no, come on, please. I don't like anything. I hate everything. I'm a robot. And, she, and he's like, please. And he gives his like, okay, I will. And then we see her warm up to the dog as she is warming up to Teddy. Like it's a parallel thing. Could th- No, the, the opposite, that she immediately loves the dog but then puts it in her apartment and we never see her go to her apartment. Like, does she, does the dog get fed once and then die of starvation? Like uh, that's what basically they're telling us. That's too bad. Or um, are those two, the only two dogs in town, Alex? <laughs> could be. <laughs> it could be. Um, so and Teddy goes to the, um, Teddy goes to the big benefit at the museum run by Elazar Kane, uh, where he's wanting to talk to the commissioner. And he runs into, I don't know, the commissioner's lackey, a guy, maybe he's like, he seems to be like like a hospital administrator, but for police. Right. You know what I mean? Like, he's not actually a cop. He just works with cops. Like, he's... He's an overseer he's, of the cops. Yeah. But like, he's, but he's not actually a cop. But he works no. at a very high up in the in the police department. It's odd. Uh, Executive director of cops, but isn't what right. He is he is trying to convince the uh the commissioner, like this is you you are a you're a publicity stunt that we we pulled to like smooth over dino human relations by putting a token dinosaur on the force. Um and uh he wants to do to investigate the the murder of this dinosaur, the dinocide. Uh, and Summers, uh, when they are speaking away from, because um, Teddy's over there eating uh, cookies, a lot of cookies. Snooty, the Snooty Butler says one per customer. Even though it's not, you're, it's not a, you're not a customer. You're a you're at a fundraiser where there's lots of food everywhere. Can you imagine like standing by the buffet table at an at a, like at a, a big Snooty event and being like <laughs> one cookie per customer, please. <laughs> Uh, but, um, so he takes all the cookies cause he's a, he's a dinosaur. Uh, also as he walks in, he's, he smacks someone on the, on the butt with his tail. And, uh, and this woman thinks that the, the uh, one of the butlers did it. So she slaps him in the face. Ah, comedy. Um, so, uh, Summers convinces the, convinces the police commissioner to assign him to the case with a human partner. And then when they solve, it'll be a major story. It'll be really good public relations for the, uh, you know, for, for the department. And so he des- he decides to do that. And the Summers says, "I got the perfect person to be the the his new partner. 
it's going to be Katie Coltrane. And um, can't imagine why Whoopi Goldberg didn't want to do this movie as they are comparing dinosaur. Yeah. Human relations to race relations by the police. So weird that she wanted to back out. I can't imagine. No. Um, So Elazar Kane, who is played by Armin Mueller-Stahl, who I believe has also won an Oscar and was like a major supporting actor at this time. He's the the German man with a a mustache who talks like this, everything, everything he says is like this. This is, I, I am... This is, I'm in Armin Bueller's store. This is what I talk like every time I am in a movie. I, I mumble with a recipe voice and a German accent all the time. I am Armin Bueller's store. And that's, that's who he is in this too, but he's playing Elazar Kane. Um, and then Elazar Kane has a, a British assistant slash lawyer slash private doctor mm-hmm. who works for him, um, whose job is just to be there. Um, very frustrating when you can tell there's a good actor inside of someone who's being given this because yeah. you could tell he's a really good actor yeah. it just he was given this movie yeah <laughs> and he said um, yes. so this is another thing that is so I, I, it's something that is so uh, like out, out of it, it's it happens it, it lasts five seconds it is gone you shouldn't think about it, but I thought about it like for an hour. We're teaming you up with a professional. Cool train. And then a guy gets out of a car looking like Rambo. He's wearing like like a double bandolier with like giant shotgun bolts. He's carrying a shotgun over his shoulder, smoking a cigar, and he walks up. And and then like from like like as though this is Coltrane, and then Whoopi Goldberg walks past him as he bends down to tie his shoe. So like they, you're, we're teaming up with Coltrane, and the joke is we are, are the audience are supposed to think this is Coltrane, and then no, it's actually Whoopi Goldberg. But we already know Whoopi Goldberg is Coltrane, so the gag doesn't work. And- also, it belongs in a different movie entirely. And it, like, why are you, like, Whoopi Goldberg is a huge step down from this white man in this movie that is about dinosaur police relations. Like, just awful all over the place. And for the dinosaur to have the reaction of, like, oh, it's just that one. Yeah. What? Like the dinosaur reacts in the way of just yeah, like, oh, the, sick. Oh, it's just oh, this. Oh, it's. I don't, don't get a team. Board. I don't get a team with Arnold Schwarzenegger in the movie Commando. Dang. <laughs> um. So bad. And then we meet Katie Coltrane, who um, is obviously hates dinosaurs. Like, like was brought up to loathe dinosaurs, but she's a robot. I guess she's not, she's only a robot once she becomes like a fully, when like, I'm an adult human being. I would like to join the police force. And they say, great, get over here. There's a guillotine, put your head in there. And we're going to put your head on a robot body. Um, So also they they keep talking about how uh, Coltrane had to be like, 
decommissioned for a while because she was did a bad thing as a cop, but they didn't really tell you what it was. Like, did no, she, I was waiting. Is it, this is it whole like stupid movie for the big reveal of like, did she murder a dinosaur? Was she was she too aggressive and she murdered an innocent dinosaur? Or like, what was the what did she do that was so bad? We never find out, but she's the laughing stock of the department, and they never really tell us why. Literally, the laughing stock. There is a scene where everybody's laughing at her. Yes. And we don't know what, I mean, we know what for with this case. Right. But like, we don't know why she got demoted at all. Uh-huh. Like, it's, ugh, this mm-hmm. movie's terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no spoilers in the chat. Mm, there's going to probably be spoilers <laughs> in, in this. In this. I'm no, you saying. know what I'm saying. I was joking. I was making <laughs> Um, so anyway, um, they, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I thought it was going to be one of those things where, like, where uh, the dad from Family Matters in Die Hard, like, I shot a kid. I Yeah, you know, it was dark. The gun looked real enough. I, I didn't know. And they put me back on desk duty, and I feel really terrible about it. Um, the establishing it, it, shot of miscongeniality is her being too aggressive in an investigation mm-hmm. that gets another... Another cop shot, not killed, but shot, and she's right. put on desk duty. Right. Yeah. You could have given us that sentence and do, mm. like that information in one sentence, and they're just like, nah. You, you could have done it in the once upon a time in the future. Officer Katie Coltrane has been has been decommissioned for a while because you know she she crashed her police cruiser into a busload of nuns. Like I don't know, I don't know. Um, then um, this is this is also the worst looking interior of a loo shot we've ever seen. It's Summers in the limo with Elazar Kane and his weird lawyer slash private doctor assistant, and she's like, "You are supposed to keep your police pals off the trail. That is your job." It's like, "Oh, don't worry about it. Listen." Uh, Coltrane's washed up, and this dinosaur, he doesn't know what he's doing. They're going to botch the case, and then everyone's going to forget about it. It's a foolproof plan. Now, uh, this is my stop, and if you'll excuse me, I'm going to hop out of this door that nobody opened. Like he just The he, amount he, of I, things wrong with the aesthetic of this scene, Alex. He just, he this, just, he just, he leaves. Nobody opens the door. Half of mm-hmm. this scene is it's not darkly lit. It's just in right. the dark. Right. Um, and this gal looks quite a bit like Aubrey Plaza, by the way. Well, I like couldn't stop thinking about it. She looks a lot like Aubrey Plaza. And it's Remake. kind of an important scene. Like this this kind of an important scene. As important of a scene can be in this movie. Um, like this should be something that is like, ah, okay. We know what the evil guy's concern is here. We know why they're evil. Like, we're, we're putting right. the pieces together as the viewer. And they just, half of it is like they're driving under a tunnel and it just goes dark. It's not dimly lit. It is just dark. Like, you can't see the actors dark for half of this. And then right. he goes to get out of the car. The He just, I guess you don't have to open cars in the, the car doors in the future. That's neat. Um, so... Edge is driving the limo. Adam Copeland is driving the limo. Yes, Edge is driving the limo, and he uh, he's like, "Hey, I got this this weird medallion from the corpse of Adam." 
and um, excuse me, and then the the lawyer uh, private doctor assistant says, "You do realize that launch is tomorrow. There is no leeway." It's like I'm working on it. What are you working on? Like what is what does the necklace do? What do you the need? Launch, the launch of what? Like. <laughs> It, anyway, oh, the reason that Summers is doing this is because he wants to secure passage on the ship, he says. So we're supposed to piece together everything, I think, from the crawl, which is why they did it. They didn't have time to, like, put exposition scenes in here, so they did it with a crawl. So he wants to get on the Ark to leave once they create a new Ice Age. That's what Summers is doing, so that's why he's... And they're saying, okay, you can do that as long as this. I don't know. Alex, there needs to be a committee, and their entire job is you either get this, like, $35 million went into this. Mm -hmm. You're either allowed to make this film, or you have to donate this money to, like, a country, indeed. Like, if if your film is so bad, you can't go back and just work that in. Yeah. You don't deserve to make a film, and it should, you have to donate that money to a, a good cause. Because this is not a good use yeah. of that money. This yeah. wasn't going to make it back. Yeah. Come on. You can't even go and edit that back in? No. Nope. We don't even know why he's so diabolical. We don't even know why he's trying to really like wipe out the city and start... Because he's a, he's, a, he's a crazed billionaire. Okay, but like, wouldn't you rather keep billions of dollars than kill society? I, no, no just, he's because that's the crazy thing. I guess. Yeah. Um, An ice age with right. Noah's Ark in it. I don't know. There's a better way. There's a, Edge then makes a call like on Facetime from the car while driving it um, to Spinner. Um, say, have your people do a thing. Like follow the ba- follow the guys. Follow these people. And don't don't know back talk. And then uh, Spinner goes. He's like he stucks out his tongue at it. Okay, great. Um, then, um, <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg has to take a ride in, uh, in Teddy Rex's, uh, car. Uh, but like he, he, like she's in a, she's in, she's in a, a roller coaster seat with like a, a bar that comes down over her. There's no seat belts. It's a bar and it's, and then he lifts her way up to the top of the ceiling. I... Earlier too. We see a scene where the Zapheads who murdered somebody are going after Teddy, but they just like have they stop his truck and they have foam. Right. And Whoopi was supposed to go and help him. Um yeah. which is so weird. And then like in this car, I don't remember there being a bar in his lap in that car, but in this car no. right. there's a there's a bar. No. They, so weird. they they go to the Natural History Museum, which is where they've taken the dinosaur. Not only has there never been a murderer, there's a dinosaur has never died. That is what I am seeing while re-watching this while talking to you. A dinosaur has never died. They don't have a morgue for dinosaurs. So I guess no, dinosaurs but they have, are like, immortal. all the bones of them. Like, uh, remember they're like going through no, no, the No, 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 no. But, right. But that's the original dinosaurs. Not these dinos. Not scales. Right. They don't have a morgue set up for dinosaurs, so they have to take them to the Natural History Museum where it's being dissected. We also so they, get the best spot along in the world here. Which is which is what? Remind me of what It's this just like this ode to dinosaurs. He's like, my God, the stories these bones could tell. 
Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> and this is where they kind of reveal that all dinosaurs are telepathically connected to right. each other. Yeah. Old dinosaurs and new dinosaurs alike. But he was just like, he's just really proud of his dinosaur hair. My, like, the the stories of these bones, the generations of dinosaurs that came before me. I can't believe yeah. I get to stand here as a hero dinosaur detective. Um, and Whoopi Goldberg's kind of like, all right. <laughs> but this is where we find out all dinosaurs are connected to each other telepathically. Right. Yes, this is it. Also, there's a doctor in the makeshift morgue at the bottom of the... Uh... Oh, no, Alex, not a doctor. A dinosaurologist was the most yes, clever right. name they could yeah. come up with. Dinosaurologist, yeah. Um, so, uh, so she's sitting there as they walk into this room. There's a dinosaur laid out on this table, um, and she's sitting there at her desk like this, with papers everywhere. Oh, hello. Uh, no, I was, I was just, I'm just here. Uh, it's like, hey, so you got this dead dinosaur here. What, uh, what was the, what's the cause of death? Uh, from explosion close to out. I really haven't had time to look at the body. What were you doing at your desk when people had walked in? You were just sitting there like... Mm. There's one body. It's not like there were a bunch of other bodies that she should have no. been looking at. Right. Um, uh, so they, they pull... They, he, he puts his hand on the snout of the dead dinosaur and the dead dinosaur is like... Uh, he, he, can, he can sense it. He he gets the he knows that there is part of the exploding butterfly inside his mouth and reaches in there with some forceps and pulls it out and hey look this is probably what what caused it and they're like I don't know what what's this I don't know we'll find out sometimes T Rex stands for telepathic that's good um, thank you how do we how do we print him says Coltrane well you know we have the scale patterns on the ends of our tails are all unique, like your thumbprint. Um, so he, he puts it on like some weird copy machine and it, it scans it and is like, ah, here's his name, Oliver Rex. So wait a minute, nobody knows this, but they have a database set up so that when you, like, how, how do we print him? I don't know. How do you, I don't print doctor, dinosaurologist, you know how to print him? I don't know how to print him. Do you know how to print him? No. Hey, I have new information. New information, everyone. Oh, don't you know? All of our past scale patterns are, are are different. So we'll just scan it, and then they do, and immediately a name pops up. You have a database because... for something you didn't know existed. Exactly. Thank you. Um, so uh, also, Alex, Al- scales yeah. and guns were not mm-hmm. so different, or scales and soft skins, I should say, right. we're yeah. not so different after all, are we? Yeah, so um, she is, Oliver Rex is his name. He lives with Molly Rex, so they assume that Oliver Rex is Molly Rex's uh, husband. Molly Rex is a famous lounge singer at a at a dinosaur nightclub. I immediately have a question. Yes, is every dinosaur's last name Rex? Yes, well, as long as they're a Tyrannosaurus Rex, which all of them are. So your scale tail just really gives you just a first name. So yep. I hope every T-Rex has a different first name. <laughs> Otherwise, you've got a real duplicate problem in your database for a technology you didn't mm. know existed. Got it. Got mm-hmm. it. Got yes. It, got it. Um, so they go to the nightclub. Uh, long story short, um, Molly Rex sings a song. Uh, Theodore Rex, who okay. believes her husband has just been murdered, 
really wants to have sex with Molly Rex. Like this, go on some Rex sex going on. He's 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 so in love with Molly Rex and totally wants to bone her. No pun intended. No dinosaur. No dinosaur bone. Um, uh, so um, say it by the Coltrane, bell, because we we can't long story short with this scene. This scene is fucking ridiculous. Okay? I know, I know, but there's, there's a, all different kinds of dinosaurs, and they all belch constantly in the face of Whoopi Goldberg. Like the whole thing is her sitting there next to a dinosaur who takes something out of something, eats it, and then burps in her face loudly. Do I have the exact quote here? Um, scrolling through my notes. He likes you soft skins. He thinks you're cute. As there's a dinosaur oogling at Whoopi Goldberg Mm -hmm. in this nightclub cabaret situation. Before we get to the fact that this lounge singer's husband just died and immediately Mm -hmm. a Teddy who is on the job Mm-hmm. Is just mm-hmm. Lord Almighty. Um. So, uh, Teddy comes here all the time, and he knows all the all the um, all the locals. Um, and uh, the the hostess takes them to a table. It's the name of the club, by the way, is the Extinct Species Club. So you know they they took a lot of time naming it. Um, but Molly Rex comes on and she sings a song. Now humans are allowed here. Like there's lots of humans at the the club. I don't know if like interspecies romance is allowed. Apparently it is, but I don't know how that would work. I don't want to know how that would work. No, I don't know how that would work either. Um, uh, yeah, uh, that's just rock. He likes soft skits. That's I don't know. Um, so he actually thinks you're cute as he's sitting there, like predatorially, right. pun mm-hmm. intended this time, mm-hmm. oogling at her. It's yeah. Like, oh, it, harassment is fine when it's a dinosaur. It's just a weird pacification of things. She says, "I thought you people ate meat." And she says, "I'm kind of on the wagon." Is what he says. Um, this is where my notes say Whoopi Goldberg doesn't know what an herbivore is. Right. Well, I mean, he's a Tyrannosaurus Rex, so like you'd assume he'd be a carnivore. Sure, but he's like, is it more barbaric than you people who eat animals for sport? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, really and it's high true. and mighty. Yeah, it's very true. They don't like each other very much. Oh um, Lord. Uh, yeah. So he he goes. He, he, she goes and looks everywhere away from the guy who's oogling her. And there's a, a dance scene with, with a lot of... They're all, by the way, female humans and and male uh, dinosaurs who are all... Because that's the only way it would work. Um, and so uh, Mo- Molly uh, comes out and sings her song and then her song, which is very long, also voiced by Carol Kane, the great Carol Kane, amazingly amazing, uh, talented uh, comedic actress, does the voice of this thing, and um, the song is very long. And uh, finally, after the song, there's a there's an anim- a, 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 a dinosaur with incredibly big teeth, 
who's just smiling at her and says something through his teeth that the closed caption person can't understand. Like, and and it makes Whoopi just laugh her ass off. Like, you think you're going to get some with that line? And then she leaves. And, and that's, so then they go and I don't know. Uh, They go into um, uh, Molly Rex's um, room and uh, are just, talking around the issue for a while and then she goes behind her little partition to like change her her outfit says oh by the way i should um yeah your, your husband's dead <laughs> like there's like like where he can't see her or anything like it's it's weird um uh, it's extremely and, abrupt for how long they're talking to her before yes yeah um and uh, Ollie wasn't my husband, she says. He's my roommate. And then, uh, and then Teddy Rex goes, yeah. Yes. Yes. Noise. She's, she's n- noise. Um, yeah. Basically uh, consent. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah. Whoopi Goldberg also rightfully disgusted by his behavior in that. Oh, sure. <laughs> sure. She's like, we are trying to investigate a thing. But essentially, this is Molly saying, like, uh, Oliver was my roommate. Very upset, still. Oliver was also a performer, we find out. Would you like to come tomorrow for his recycling? She says. A dinosaur and funeral. That's what... And then, so, he's wait, 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 wait. You said she, you didn't even know he was dead. And now you're having his funeral tomorrow? I find that a little bit suspicious. And she says, no, no, no. Speedy funerals are a dino custom. That's what they say. Um, How can they be a custom? Apparently, there's never been a dead one. No dinosaurs have died. But the custom is that we have speedy funerals. Also, funerals are called recyclings. Maybe that was a a dinosaur precedent from the first time dinosaurs were around. Perhaps it's possible. Um, they could so also wait, talk. Uh, if you watch so, our Ancient Aliens episode of the show, you know that they probably yes. they're probably put there by aliens. So, um, so he has to go. They they they're separated. They go two different places. Uh, she goes somewhere. Uh, oh, they call it. Um, you have her, he he's Glando, and if you are Glando, that means you're letting your 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 hormones do the talking Take over or whatever and not yeah. your brain basically means thinking with your so um Coltrane has to go and get the the ID on the murder victim who was the human murder victim from before so uh Rex is going to go somewhere by himself and when he does he is attacked by people who spray foam at his car oh no this was after that this movie dragged <laughs> Yeah, it really does. Um, like, there's a bunch of like there the the so the the name of the medical examiner is Knife. That's what she says. His name is Knife. Um, and uh, so anyway, so they tell him it's you know he's he's his name is Adam. Uh, he's a clone, uh, and he worked for Ella's Arcane. Uh, Dun, dun, so, dun. Yeah. They uh, so anyway. 
the, the, the cloning patterns are very precise and irregular. Each one preparing the propriety uh, cor- corporate, uh, the, the propriety thing. He's like, and then we get a thing from, uh, from Hilly Rex. He's like, hey, Katie, please help. Come. And, uh, and she shows up and he's, his, his, he looks like the inside of a Twinkie. Like that's, that's what the whole thing looks like. Uh, so his, his car has been ruined, so he can't drive it. Uh, um, and he said, I, I was going home, but I ran into some zap heads. Um, zap heads who tried to, who successfully murdered someone earlier are now spraying him with foam. And it's the same zap heads that we saw before. There's only three zap heads. Yeah. Um, anyway, so the zap heads, yeah, anyway, um, so they the, Spinner and the Zapheads come crawling back to um, so, so crawling back to Edge, and they they, they stripped his car for parts. Um, and he was just Spinner was supposed to just follow them, not do anything. So Edge has the two Zapheads that come in. With uh, with Spinner murdered, like they're like, of course Damian Priest and Finn Balor. Yes, there was murdered. Um, yeah, this is dumb. This is all very very dumb. Uh, and Spinner has to beg for mercy from Edge. Uh, the next morning, um, uh, Teddy and Whoopi Goldberg go into the police precinct, um, and uh, this is I don't get it at all. Um, the guy says like. Hey, what that? Wait, wait a minute, Teddy. Uh, you can't just have a new car, you know. Whatever says the desk sergeant. It was so paid then, with the taxpayers' money. He says. And then Teddy grabs the guy by the lapels and like, I'm gonna eat you. And uh, Katie's like, Hey, 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 settle down now. Don't piss him off. I can't stop him from eating you. So they're doing like a good cop, bad cop routine without any like they hated each other the night before. But now they've worked out a good cop, bad cop thing, um, and so that they agree to give him a, his, a new vehicle for him to drive. This is where everybody laughs. This is where every, This is this is where they, they everybody laughs at him. Like, like how the peanuts characters laughed at Charlie Brown. They're laughing at him. They're like, ha, ha, yes. ha, ha, ha. Yeah. choruses of laughter. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> um. So then Summers comes down and be like, hey, what happens when cop cars get stripped with a cop still in them? Uh, and Summers is just a jerk. And so um, there's like, everyone stops laughing because Katie's mad at them. Um, they, they go into the commissioner's office who yells at them like, like all commissioners or, or captains do in all police movies. This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. How dare you? You get get back out there. You're busted down the desk sergeant. Like, whatever. Um, uh, You wanted this case, and I want a boost in my polls, says says the, you know. um, Again, why wouldn't Whoopi Goldberg just be so excited for this movie? I don't know, man. Uh, So uh, then she meets the dude who was the, um, the... the disembodied head in the hologram from the beginning, you know, the guy who says, oh, I love what he said. I really do. And that guy apparently is the guy, he's like the Q from yes. James Bond of all cyber cyber cops. 
but doesn't actually give her the 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 gadget or like but he's obviously like, hey so how you doing like you need tune-ups or whatever but i don't know what i i then this is this this is the scene kate where i'm like okay wait what are we what are we doing the dinosaur goes in to talk to this woman about getting a cop uniform the thing he's been wearing this whole time is like a cardigan over a different sweater and some like he needs pants to go undercover undercover as a cop right which don't you not want people to know you're a cop if you're undercover but he needs to look like a cop so he can go undercover he needs to um, look like a cop that's undercover he's wearing a cardigan a sweater under can't a can't stress enough and some he's slacks. a dinosaur <laughs> um so uh he goes in and he stands on this 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 thing and a woman pushes some buttons and uh like morphs him into a the same dinosaur but wearing uh a viking co- costume from an opera um and he like sings in norwegian um and then another button and now he's a mexican bandito with a giant sombrero and bandoli and a poncho and a rifle and a big mustache and he speaks in spanish like a spanish accent like undercover por favor yeah um and and then Kate Coltrane comes in and she says, hey come on he's uh, uh then they they, they they turn him into a he was wearing a Hawaiian shirt and a big lei and a flower in his hair and uh he's saying laka waka laka waka maka haka laka laka waka taka paka as he's doing a hulu that's 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 what Hawaiian is in this thing um and like I want to be undercover he's wearing a grass skirt too well, give me undercover and and Katie's like hey come on you got to make him look like a real cop he's going undercover he's got to look like a real cop so uh before that um he turns him into uh he, he's got a tamo tamo shanty whatever uh hat little beret with a little ding on the bop he's got uh, he's got a, he's wearing bagpipes and he's got a little kilt he's like i'm getting a wee breeze in my lowlands lassie i want to be a cop undercover uh, my god i don't know why an undercover cop in any of these situations is just a wheel of stereotypes, but that's I don't what this know, was. man. I don't know what this is. And um and then they turn him into a real cop, which is <laughs> he's wearing jeans, the same shoes he was wearing when he walked in, a, a hoodie over a blue sweatshirt, red hoodie over blue sweatshirt, and then a leather jacket over that hoodie, and he's wearing uh, and he says, Hey, I'm too sexy for my clothes. Yeah. I'm like you're basically wearing what you wear when you walked in. I don't know why this is why this makes you more of a cop than the other thing you were wearing. Also, and Whoopi Goldberg's like, yeah, he looks good. I'm too sexy for my clothes. Was a dated found. reference in 1996. I don't know what it was by the time the future rolls around. <laughs> but that song is viewed like the Beatles. It's timeless. Yeah. My um, God. Uh, so then they're going to leave. Um, but they have to go in his car, his new car. His new car is a garbage truck. Mm-hmm. So she drives it, and he has to sit in the back with all the garbage. And he's very upset about it. And he's like, whoa, do you even know how to drive this thing? Um, like, so they're going to go interview Elazar Kane. Um. That's their big deal. 
So they are starting to put together that it's Ella's Arcane. Mm-hmm. And point. now they're going first on the way to go for Ella's Arcane to go interview him because he's the guy who's ran the company that cloned the guy who was killed. They go to a street hockey club where all the kids are dressed like boss boys from Hook. Um, and it's true. They're all dressed like the Lost Boys look, <laughs> but with helmets. They're doing street hockey. And um, so uh, the guy, the, the little kid says, with, with surprise, was, uh, gives, him a, a, gives her, gives her a, a, a badge holder. That was his big surprise, which is sweet, I guess. But um, so uh, they play hockey with his mm-hmm. tail. There's like he's like I'm the best hockey player of all time. I won all these mm-hmm. awards and stuff. And Whoopi Goldberg's like, chill. And he's like, too much. And then he's yeah. like, put down three balls. And uh-huh. then he hits off three into the net, making the goalie look like a chump. Yep. Great, great stuff. <laughs> Teddy Rex, Teddy Rex. They all cheer for him, and he's being videotaped by um by Spinner, and um. It's the future, uh, and they like couldn't even have the videotape be in his eye. Got one big weird also, eye. This is so great. External <clears throat> right. device. That's that's so true. Um, so Edge walks in uh, to um, to Elazar Kane's office, which is the most evil office ever. He's got this big, high-backed iron chair and a giant desk. Made out of black iron with these big, giant like gargoyle things on either side of the desk. Like ah, I'm evil. Could you tell? Yeah. Could you tell I was evil by my yeah throne? So um, this is, I believe, um, in case they get too close, we're going to um, um, kidnap these people to like get them to stop us, stop looking for us. So that's what they're going to do. Um, so they they now they're going to uh, they're going to get in the back of this truck and go looking around the the estate where there's all these animals live animals they they talk they, crucially oh my god live animals live animals um, that's what they say so that's that they were going to look uh, and they look they we it's basically like driving through a zoo and they're excited to see live animals. Um, Yep. But also, Teddy says, this is where I grew up. Because he was cloned also by Elazar Kane and grew up here. Uh, so, like, and- Elazar Kane knows him by face and name. Like, ah, Teddy, it's so good to see you. Thank you for coming back. It's good to see you. I am Armin Mulestone. This is how I talk in the good movie. Of course. Um, yeah, Whoopi Goldberg is like, can you believe this is the only place with live animals left? Mm-hmm. Very like surface levelly, and he's he um, has this nostalgic attachment to it because it's where he grew up. It is the like so then um, they they go and they meet a uh, private doctor lawyer assistant, um, and then Whoopi Goldberg just keeps saying snooty things back to her in a British accent, which feels like a really good way of getting off on the right foot with somebody. Of course. Uh, but they go into his really disgustingly evil office. And um, and they're just gonna you know show you around and, and show you uh, there. Hey, hey, here's like these are ice fish, 
which is the thing that they came up with a name. They live at the polar areas where no one else can live. Uh, but uh, there's an enzyme which allows them to, to to swim and live in very frigid waters. I've isolated that and I've injected it into other animals and I can freeze them forever because of this. My God. He says. And this is this is like, this is a little too early in the movie for the Bond villain to be revealing his master plan, but just does it right to their faces. Yeah. Makes you feel like, wow, they're dumb cops. Like this is yeah. mm-hmm. being fully presented to you on a platter. Um, terrible, just really bad. And, um, yeah, Whoopi Goldberg being just a brat to the British lady that looks like Aubrey Plaza. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. you can't, you can't get on your dinosaur cop friend for being unprofessional Mm -hmm. to Molly when this is how you act. Right. But I think she just knew, I think she knew these guys were up to no good, but wasn't together because she is. Whilst a cyborg, we find out with all of the intellect that should be fed to you in the world, just couldn't right. put two and two together here. <laughs> nope. No. Uh, this is so they, 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 we find out that Oliver, the dinosaur, and Adam, right. the human clone, were working together as part of a project where they were uh, cataloging every extinct species. Well, not extinct because he owns the last two members of every species. And they've been frozen in his giant warehouse of frozen things, and so they're cataloging right. them. And that's that that they know each other that way. So um, also just weird they presented the evil plan to them on a platter when it had nothing to do with the investigation. Really, like they uh-huh, came there to uh-huh. interview them about a very specific dinosaur, and they right. were kind of like, "Here's all this other evil things that I can tell you about." <laughs> mm-hmm. So they uh, this so this is this this qualifies as them getting too close which then triggers the, we're going to kidnap your friends. So yes. um, uh, the, the, little, the little boy skates around the corner and sees like what is, I guess, supposed to be an arcade game, but where the screen is is just like a sheet of white paper backlit by some very weak flood lamps. And he walks up That's to it like, like, what is this? And then two giant hands with weird furry gloves burst through the paper and pull him into the, to the thing. And that's how he was kidnapped. Also adore that they were like, uh, we gotta kidnap the people around them. Let's start with the nine-year-old boy she's actively neglecting through this movie as much as she possibly can. Yes, it's very true. He's the closest person to her. Uh. (laughs) Um, uh, So then we we cut to the funeral, the recycling Mm -hmm. of Oliver Luck. Um, And in walks Elazar Kane, who speaks at the funeral, says, hello, it is I who is to blame for Oliver's murder because I brought dinosaurs back to life. And therefore, if I had not brought them back to life, they could not have been brought to death. So I am Armin Müller-Stahl. This is how I talk in every movie. But they're um, going to find the people that did this. Yeah. We're gonna, Which I is them. My solemn oath. I will, I, will tell, I will find out who did this. We will find who's responsible for this. And we will do something about it. A better world is coming. Um, I promise, I promise. Uh, and so it is the way that they recycle him is like they they um, liquefy him and then drip his leavings into plants and then you can take home a flower that's got like him in the flower because the flower drank the, ju- the juice. That's how you do uh, a, a recycling. 
Yeah, definitely supposed to be like the ashes of your loved ones, but instead it's they are liquefied mm-hmm. instead. Um very weird. Also, uh so um they uh there's a giant thing where all the dinosaurs dance around like playing like it's a Nigerian drum match, but with dinosaurs. <laughs> you know, like they're playing the drums with I don't know why, but they're all doing that. Uh, and then um, Molly, uh, we can see that she's given, have she's got the pots for Teddy Rex, um, and uh, and so obviously so does Teddy. So they're going to meet privately. They're going to they want to they want to they want to get together in dinosaur bone. They um, sure do. Uh, so he he wants to give her a ride home. Um, it's kind uh, of funny because they like. They invented TikTok in this, as we established earlier. Yeah. Uh-huh. They kind of invented FaceTiming. If they had invented, like, dinosaur Tinder, mm-hmm. where it was he's like, got... you, up, you up, Molly? Yeah. He's got uh, one hour to go and take... Uh, um, by the way, there's the shaman or whatever, the, the, the priest, said, like, I advise you to give up your dream of being a detective, says the priest. The dinosaur priest. Um, and like, ah, you never listen anyway. Ah, youth. And they, they, (laughs) they're going off together. Um, so they bring the arcade thing with him. Um, and the whole, like, you could have just brought the kid, but they wheel in the arcade machine with the kid still inside it and then pull him out and show him to Armin Mueller's stall. It's so weird. Uh, how do you do young man? Um, he bites the guy and has the who has the most dramatic reaction to a nine year old biting someone's yeah, wrist I that know. you've ever seen. Yes, oh. uh, he puts him in a headlock and the guy bites his wrist and he goes ah for like um, ten minutes. Yeah, so uh, so they 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 they, they go upstairs. They they're gonna you know have milk and cookies. Um, you know, which I guess means sex. But um, I want you to meet my dog. Oh, this is the second time we've seen the dog. His name's Zippy. Um, I don't, I don't remember where she gets kidnapped. But like, he puts, he sits on a jukebox, and they all dance. They're dancing. I don't remember where she gets kidnapped either. In that. I don't. Know. I'm trying to find out where, the, where she gets. Weird, I'm getting chills on my scales. Ripped. Oh, you only had an hour, and and uh, um, you get your you get your tail down here right now, Teddy. Um, so he gives her his ring because it's like 1955, and they're going steady. So he gives her his ring, uh, and he's got to he's got to leave. Um, yes, he's got to leave, but he leaves her in his apartment. Um, but I don't know when they. You know, the one is at headquarters. Um, so they've gone to, uh, yeah. So this is where they find out about the butterfly. I don't know. I still don't know when they when they kidnap her. I guess they kidnap Molly Rex out of his apartment. This is where they find out about the butterfly that explodes and the explodefly, <laughs> the explodefly, and and this is this is what we find out about it. That is made by the toy maker, who works out of a dead storage, where people keep their dead relatives, 
until whatever they died of can there is a cure that gets found for it and then you can reanimate your dead relative um so he's a samurai the toy maker who lives in the future is a samurai like he's got full samurai hair he's an asian man he wears a kimono some kind of th- he's a samurai and he works in a dead storage place he makes exp- things that look like that explode he's the toy maker he's a samurai have i have i have i gotten all of that right yet i don't want to talk about the guy in the bag yet cuz that's a, that's a whole other thing we're going to talk about yeah i don't know why you're acting like this is weird okay good he's um, a samurai Dead storage area, toy yeah. maker, explode a fly. Yeah. Um, Duh. In tech, in techno kill circles, he's known as the toy maker. He runs a dead storage kale, dead storage company as a cover. Oh, this is going to be an NXT gimmick tomorrow. <laughs> he's he's a he he's a toy maker. He's a samurai. He runs a dead store. It's called Dragon Tail Dead Storage. Um, and, and so the, they, they go in, they looking through all, they're walking through all these things they are trying to find and they come to, a, um, like the front desk, which isn't really the front desk. It's more like the middle of the warehouse desk. And there's a little hotel room, like a hotel front desk bell. And they go, ding, there's a P I should also mention there's cobwebs literally everywhere all over everywhere. this place. I do want to say the samurai thing, it feels like they auditioned an Asian actor for this role and he was great. And they were like, well, we should make him a samurai. Right. Like it doesn't. Yeah. It was like, (laughs) like, there's no reason for him to be a samurai. It was like they had to back into a stereotype because it it really feels like, like, oh, this guy is great for the part. Hey, he's Mm -hmm. Asian. We should make him a samurai. It does feel like that. It does feel like that. Instead of, yeah. Because again, you what can I'm... see you can see good actors trapped in some of this, and he actually felt like an all right actor. <laughs> so, I do not know how to prepare anyone for what happens. Alex is trying to get his bits wits about him. I, I thought I had, I thought I had had a stroke. Alex, I thought you... I had seen it all. Uh, uh... Thought I I was ha- I thought I was having a stroke when I was watching this. They get to the front desk, which again is the middle of the warehouse desk. There's a mm-hmm. hotel front desk bell. They go. He says, "Hey, all right, I'm gonna ring the bell. Yeah, go ahead, ring the bell. Ring the bell." There's a old piece of luggage on the front on the on the front desk thing, and it opens up and out pops a 14 inch tall puppet. that starts talking it's 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 a little it's, it's got a little tiny head with a mop of black hair and a hunchback he's blue right is he blue? He's, he's like he's the very light blue with little beady eyes that blink yeah. and his mouth opens um and uh it says uh who well he says welcome to dead storage who's gonna die that's what he says well nobody's gonna die um, 
uh, I'm looking, we're looking for the toy maker. And he says, and I quote in this exact voice with these inflections, never hoid of him. Like he actually makes a hoid. H-O-I-Y-D. Hoid. Never hoid of him. Says, says the, the, there's the puppet. Like, and she's talking to it. Like she's surprised to see a puppet, but not surprised that the puppet exists. Just like I didn't know a puppet worked here. Right. Kind of the same way with dinosaurs. But like now you've introduced puppets into a universe where you have humans, you have weird pseudo species humans or like evolved in a different way, one eyed humans. You have dinosaurs and you have now puppets. Like, I'm assuming it's a puppet, or maybe it's, like, a different, like, it's a... The, it's a puppet. Is it, is it a, is it, I mean, it's a puppet for us. I don't know if it's supposed to be a living organism. Alex, $35 million, and we're asking that question. Okay, so, she says, um, she's like, never heard of him. What do you mean you never heard of him? We know he's here. Come on. Tell us who he is. Like, who wants to know? Well, who are you? I'm the guy from the bag, is literally what he says. I'm the guy from the bag. And she says, Whoopi Goldberg says this to a 14-inch tall puppet. You want me to get in that bag with you and snatch you to pieces? And the puppet says, ooh, I'd love it, baby. (laughs) What the hell is this movie? My notes, by the way, also say, uh, you know, the Christmas song, everybody's waiting for the man with the bag. This is him, I guess. Yes. I thought it was about Santa. It's clearly about this guy. Why he's a a cheeky old grandpa, I don't understand, from Queens, I'm going to say. Never heard of him. Uh, Extremely confusing. Extremely confusing. Um, I can't. I, I can't imagine why Whoopi Goldberg tried to sue them to get out of doing this film. I can't. Um. So. Okay. It says. Uh. uh um. She dumps back in the bag and she goes in to go and, and reach for me. Bites her. It says, "Don't be going in my bag." It says, "Um, you you tell us where the toy maker is right now." It's like, why don't you take lizard lips and get out of here? Um. My friend is going to bite your pee head off. Ooh, I'm scared. Um, uh, and she puts a gun, like she points, she puts the gun up against his little 14-inch chest. And he goes, Fuzzy, get out here. It turns out Fuzzy is a little caterpillar. Alex, why? Thing. Why would you threaten to shoot a 14-inch puppet? I don't know. Cops, I'm out of here. You could sit on it. This is the bad guy. And then the the fuzzy, the caterpillar, says, oh, follow me. I'll take you to the toy maker. And it it immediately morphs into flying butterfly. And it flies away and they follow him. Oh, and and this is where... um, So Molly Rex is taking a bath in, in Teddy Rex's apartment. And this is where they kidnap her while while she's oh, okay. 
that happened later than I thought. Um, so they they go in and here's in a different part of the warehouse. There's there's a samurai. He's he's a samurai. Uh, he says hello. Uh, he he says he's got long samurai hair, and so Tyrannosaurus the T Rex Teddy Rex calls him girly boy. What is this kung fu? I don't want to play games with you. We need a we need a we need a gun. We need we need one of your special guns. Like they're 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 trying to like tell him like uh, like at least Teddy is. We we need to like we want you to to make us a weapon. And Whoopi Gold in full view of the guy they're trying to fool goes, "What are you talking about? We don't need a gun." Shh. Yes, we do. Oh sure, yeah, whatever. Like she totally blows their cover, and she's supposed to be like the, the veteran cop. <laughs> um, so they're gonna have some tea, and he makes them. It shows them the 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 guns that he's going to sell them, um, and they're gonna leave because they're gonna blow thing. They're gonna blow something up the whole warehouse explodes. Like he, he, he's, he drops down, a, a, a he drops down, he says, suck eggs, cops, and drops down, a, 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 that's what he says. He says, suck eggs, cops, and he drops down a, 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 a trap door and a beetle explodes and blows up the entire warehouse. I never want to see this movie again. No. I do want to see a, a line reading of just these past few scenes. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's all you need um, to know of this movie. But so but things like it, suck eggs, cops. Yeah. Then the bag opens up. It's on the floor in a in a bunch of debris. And the guy in the bag slides out of it, looks around and says, Hey, I ain't cleaning this up. <laughs> and the bag and he slides back in and the bag closes. I don't know. I don't know why that's here. I don't know why that's here. He slides back in and this like, ah, wait, it's my gosh. So then the toy maker, Samurai, pops his head back up out of the trap door, looks around like, ha ha, I destroyed my entire business, but at least those two cops are dead. Like he's smiling about it. And then Teddy Rex's tail drops down, wraps around his head and pulls him, yanks him out of the the trap door. Uh, and then we cut to them torturing the samurai toy maker for like five minutes. I'm going to hit him with my tail. Like, don't hit him with the tail. Why are you going to hit him with your tail? Well, I'm going to hit him with my breath. No, don't hit him with your That's even worse than Not your dino breath. They make that reference then, a couple times in this too. Yeah, yeah. And then he breathes on him and the toy maker laughs at him. It says, it says that breath didn't bother you? And he goes, ha, no. That's a scene. And then they cut to, um, <laughs> and then they cut to um, the. That made the, the cut. They they cut to the toy maker lying on his on his stomach, screaming in pain, bashing on the on the ground as we we pull back and we see that Teddy Rex is sitting on him. And it's like uh, I can sit here all day, and he's also farting on him. He's farting on him. Yeah. Um, Bad breath, burps, farts. This is the future. And then. That apparently didn't work. They didn't get him to talk. So now they've 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 
strapped him to a board at a 45 degree angle with his head down. Um, and no, no, please don't. Um, uh, don't, don't eat him. I'm going to eat him. I'm going to eat him. Watch me. I'm going to eat him. And uh, the guy says, no, don't eat. You want to know anything? I'll tell you anything you want to know. So threatening to eat him, even though he wasn't actually going to eat him, made him give up anything. But all the other stuff was either scoffed at or then like caused him great pain, but not enough to like you tortured the man. Left out of the room. Left out of the room. Ridiculous. Uh, so um, it was Edge. Edge bought the butterfly. Edge did it. He works for Kane. Uh, Andy's Kane. Day. Uh, Edge works for Kane. Was that a thing that ever happened? Uh, probably just like an elimination at the Royal Rumble or something. I don't think probably I ever worked thinking. for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, Darren, here's the thing. Whoopi said, said, Whoopi said, yes, after the idea, apparently the idea was, she never, she, once she saw a script, then she tried to say no. And 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 she sued the producers to not to not ma- let her make the movie, and she lost in court. But yeah, the they, judge felt so bad for her that he uh, gave her an extra two million dollars. In the yeah, Darren, if you're joining us late, the top of the show has some fantastic details mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Jesse was like uh, also saying this was her follow up to Sister Act two. I mean, there was some stuff in between, but yeah, basically. Um, so accidentally. While walking away from him, he swings his tail and knocks him out. And then Fuzzy, the caterpillar, pops up his little fuzzy caterpillar head and says, boss, quit. That's it. That's it. That's it. We never see the toy maker again. We never see Fuzzy or the man in the bag again. That's it. That's the whole, that's all of it. Um, Can't emphasize enough, a blue... 14-inch puppet with beady eyes and a caterpillar that mm-hmm. turns into a butterfly when convenient uh, were created for just that passage of the movie. Okay, so then they throw the little boy. I guess his name is Sebastian. They throw him in a, in a, in a, in a dungeon. There's a dungeon underneath the compound, Elazar Kane's compound. The evilest man! Of course he has a dungeon. Sebastian is lying is in the dungeon and and cut to he he he's in the dungeon he looks over there's somebody in the dungeon with him is it Molly Rex are they cellmates now will they become best friends it's a chimpanzee it's a chimpanzee that's in the dungeon a chimpanzee who's like I don't know what the chimp did but it's in the dungeon and he's he looks over at him and he could have said something clever like what are you in for but he says what are you looking at and the chimp does this. And that's it. That's the whole scene. That's that's all of it. That's the whole thing. Not a see, no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. Good point. It could have just been Molly. It was not. Um, Summers shows up and he's he's talking to a lawyer private doctor assistant and says, Well, uh, where do I get when do I get my seat on the ark? Um uh, and so uh then a bunch, a couple of zap heads walk in, and um, boy, so she she motions them to come in, and they come in. He doesn't see them. He says, "Ah, well, tell me, Mister Summers, what disease in your family?" As though like 
if if like he had a history of, of diabetes in his family, he couldn't go on the ark. And, and it's like, what diseases run in your family, Mr. Summers? And he goes, very big feet, which is a penis joke. <laughs> and then uh, the zap heads uh, freeze him. They freeze him solid. Which I thought was what you did if you wanted to put somebody on the ark, but he's not going on the ark. They just did it to kill him. Yeah, and it's a very weird... He gets frozen with a great facial expression. Um, but the freezing technology is... Uh, it's its the mood and mist of this movie. It's a little confusing as to what it actually does to people. Um, this guy, they just froze. But freezing doesn't kill you, but it does sometimes. It's a little weird. It's a little weird. Um. So... The 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 trash truck like doesn't work, but she says it's because the um it's because the uh, the explosion knocked it out, so it doesn't work anymore. But then they see a, a zap head who's followed them, and um and and uh and he says I'm gonna eat a zappy meal is what he says because apparently McDonald's they the thing me that last he, week. yeah that's right. Uh, it's like, hey, I thought you were. I thought you didn't eat meat. Ah, well, I can binge every once in a while. It's my cheat day. He doesn't say it's a cheat day, but he should have. Um, uh, and then they crash the truck, which apparently doesn't work, into mm-hmm. the into the into the into the into the zap head's hideout. Uh, and she jumps down from the roof, and they all by herself. They all point guns at her. She's like, ah, hey, did you miss me? Remember that fun time where we were all shooting at each other and you tried to kill me and I tried to kill you? Well, should we do that again? I'm like, ha, 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 ha. like, you thought I came here alone, didn't you? Did you? You thought I came here alone. Well, of course you did. Why didn't you come here alone, says Spinner. And then um, they're all standing in a line. And then Teddy Rex swings from the, from the rafters on a chain like Tarzan and bumps into all of them, and they all fall over, and apparently that's the end of the scene. That's it. <laughs> that's that's how that scene ends. Um, that's all. They kind of look like real puss-pusses with that. Like... <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 Um, so, then they get the, the kid to record a message to see a hologram, uh, and... Um, to like get the um, uh, Whoopi Goldberg to come over there, and um, that's what they—that's all they do to get him to come. And um, they—I don't—they oh no, they make they make the they make Spinner take them on his go kart with a propeller on top, like he's flying like chitty chitty bang bang across the sky over to the compound and they fall through the giant roof. Um, now, yes. Right. And then Spinner is the only survivor of that crash. I mean, he's not, but he's the one who stands up first. And he says to Elazar Kane, it's not my fault. It's not my fault. They made me come here. It's not my fault at all. Um, and, and then Elazar Kane says, it's him. Shoot him. Um, and um, the, the zap heads shoot him and he dies. Yep. Uh, and then Katie gets up, uh, and then he explains, like, oh, hey, like, there's a, there, he opens up his giant thing, and we see all of the, 
like it looks like in the Matrix where all the people are in pods. Mm-hmm. Like it looks like that is in in his house somewhere. Um, I, I want to pause real quick because I'm looking at the chat, and some of you are saying this review is selling you on watching the movie. I just want to emphasize that Alex is making it sound way more fun than it is. It drags so long. It's way too long. It's like it's it's a it's an hour and five minutes of anything, and it, the movie is uh, an it's an hour and a half. Like Velocipaster, because it set out to be a bad movie, and it was an hour and ten minutes because of this kind of stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. this is just, it it sounds fun because it's so badass insane, but it is, like, the pacing of this movie is such a chore to watch. So, no, don't, don't go watch it. But continue. No. Like, this, this area of the movie, especially... Was just mm-hmm. like, oh my god. <laughs> um, so yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Spinner says it's not me. I didn't do it. And then Army Miller says he's the one. Shoot him. And Private Doctor Lawyer Assistant shoots him, and he Without vaporizes. Question. And and the the only thing left of him is his weird metal eye patch. Correct. Everything else vaporizes. And just then they pull eye. they pull Katie Coltrane, Whoopi Goldberg, out of the. Um, uh, out, uh, <laughs> out of the wreckage, she's fine. Where's Sebastian in a cage where all bad children belong? <laughs> Just a weird thing to say. Um, and uh, and all the zap heads are, are are bringing her over there. She she beats him up. She she there there two of them are are holding her. She she kicks them all in the kneecaps, and then she punches him in the face, and she steals her gun back. Um, and, uh, she is outside. I don't know how, I don't know why she's outside now, but she's outside and she's running down a hill and all the zap heads are chasing her. Um, none of this matters, uh, (laughs) because we haven't gotten to the point. Yeah. Oh, this is where the Teddy comes in and says, I'm, you're under arrest, Elazar Kane. Um, and like, look around, it's the future. And she shows him the whole, the, the warehouse or whatever. I'm gonna change the earth. Oh, also, that's what that's why I haven't seen Molly Rex yet. Because when he brought her back, he froze her, and she's one half of the pair. Because there's a like an arc, there's a pair of everything. So he wants Teddy to be the other half of the pair of T Rexes that are going. There's also a giant nuclear warhead on a rocket, like an ICBM missile that he's going to shoot into the atmosphere and detonate, which will cause a new ice age. That's that's what he's gonna do. And I got to emphasize, too, you're probably like, how are two T-Rexes going to fit on a boat? They're six foot four at most. Yeah, six foot four. Yeah. At most. Uh-huh. So you'll be able to fit um, two dinosaurs on that ark, no problem. So they shoot the ICBM into the into the air, and there's a, a C-100 with, I don't know, 100 seconds, 100 minutes? This oh, is it, just 100. Minus one hundred to detonation. I don't know what that is, but uh, he's got it's all the future. We don't know what units of time are. He wants to wipe out the world and then repopulate it with one pair of everything, which is going to lead to inbreeding. I don't know if he knows that as a man of science, but um, he says it's my dream to to like, and that's I don't know if it's like the pairing is going to be him and his private lawyer, doctor assistant slash girlfriend. I don't know if that's the pairing of humans, but. I guess. I don't know. Um, so, uh, yeah. 
prepare him for a sleep, they say, about, about Teddy. Um, she says, oh, no, my love, Molly, what have they done to you? You're frozen. Um, Distraught. Yeah. Now she's somehow come, like, it's so weird. She had to go across the entire compound to rescue Sebastian, who she really doesn't care about. She's shooting so many zap heads. They've got, like, machine guns. She's got one little six-shooter. They're shooting rocket launchers at her. Um, and she's able to kill them all because, of course, she is. She's a great gun. Um, she's a cyber cop. And um, dead minus, minus 65 now we've gotten to already. Um, so she fights them all off, and she rescues Sebastian and the chimp. The chimp and the Sebastian now are best friends. Of course. They had that whole interaction before. That whole one. Yeah. Remember? Um, yeah. And um she says needles creep me out, you know. One little prick and you'll wake up in paradise, says Dr. Lawyer Assistant. Um why did you guys kill Oliver and Adam? They threatened to expose Master Mr. Kane's master plan. Um and and so I don't know what she's but he like uses his tail to knock her into the freezer and then freezes her. So now she's frozen private doctor lawyer assistant. That's correct. Elazar has a remote control. He's the one who, only one who can abort the plan. That's it. Did we find out they're cyborgs yet? Who? The cops. Um, we do in a little bit um, because this is where um, Elazar Kane is supposed to be uh, going to one of his sleep chambers, but he never actually does. I don't know why they tell tell us that that's what he's doing. But um, so then Edge and. Um, and uh, and Elazar Kane show up, and um, this is after Katie Coltrane comes in, and um, she's uh, she's there. Um, uh, he he can't you, for some reason he doesn't know how to use the the the, the keypad. The, he's very upset about this. But anyway, Katie, Katie Coltrane comes in, get her out using the the the, the um, he uses his tail to smash the keypad. And that's that's enough to get her Molly Rex out. She's not frozen anymore. Katie's here. Katie's um, and here comes um, Edge and Elazar Kane, who shoot Katie Coltrane in the chest and torso about forty, forty-five, a hundred times. Mm-hmm. But all that does is just freeze her in place. That's it. Yeah. Hey, Teddy. Take my gun and go kill them. I can't do it for you. I'm like, no, I can't take your gun. I don't want to. I don't. I'm. He says, I'm a pacifist. He says earlier in the film, I don't want to do this, so I'm not going to do this. He says, uh, Amaru says, come with me, uh, Teddy. I forgive you. Come with me. I forgive you. You can come with me on this thing. I said, no, I don't want to be. I don't want to do that. Um, so she's again, like she's all. Bound paralyzed up. from the neck down basically yeah paralyzed from the neck down while standing straight up because she you know um so they they shoot him once in the arm the the dinosaur uh they shoot her 75 times they shoot him once in the arm and say that's enough we should now and that's then it. the dinosaur um uh follow like he says i'm not exactly hit i'm i'm offline and my systems are down so I think you're on your own here, says her head to him. Like there, she's still like she's she's she looks yeah. fine, but she's like 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 now you're on your own. 
it kills me to say this, but you might have been right. Use something a little better than a gun, she says to him. And um, like use use yourself. You're so smart. Use your brain. Your brain is better than a gun. So he outsmarts everybody, I guess, is the end of this. Just insane. He, he he says, "Hey, come back here." She said, "He he he hits the the he hits the zaphead that jumps out of the bushes with his tail, and then he he um he uses a grappling hook to like yeah. snake the um because Elazar Kane, who we've seen earlier in a limo being driven by Edge, this jeep going across the compound." And Elazar Kane is driving, and Edge is sitting next to him. So he fashions a grappling hook and and attaches it to a, a length of rope and throws it from the top of a of a of a of a mountain, like a little a little hill. And it hooks the back of Elazar Kane's seat as the thing is is driving away. So it pulls his whole seat out with Elazar Kane inside it. But he was driving, so there's nobody now driving the jeep. So Edge is sitting there with nobody there to drive, and he goes, what, what, what? ah, puts his hands up as it crashes into a billboard, and the billboard explodes. Like, like just, there's like a, like a, like, I don't know, like 15 pounds of C4, like a huge explosion. Yeah. Because a, because a Jeep crashed into a wooden billboard. The billboard must have been covered in gasoline. That's the only thing I could think here. And the other thing was like, Is it not violent by not using a gun? Like, that's just, it's still violence. It's just not gun violence, right? right? Right. Like, (laughs) it's kind of like you're not a pacifist. You're not Mm -hmm. opting to not fight. You're still fighting. You're just opting not to use a gun. It's right. It's insane. So, like, that guy still died. You know what I mean? (laughs) So, he takes the remote out of Elazar Kane's pocket and he pushes the button as the woman says detonation minus 10 9 8 7 he hits it at 10 and the countdown continues so I was like oh did that work or whatever but then we, we see the ICBM flying over like through the atmosphere like through the like orbiting the earth and it explodes. But I thought that was the whole point of it. When it explodes, it causes the Ice Age. But no, if you hit the button and it explodes in a different way, then that actually cancels out the Ice Age. Like, don't you understand? That's how it works. It makes no sense. Jesse Ozog, by the way, saying, come on, guys, you know how explosive cars were back then. This it isn't was a back the... then. This is the future. This is the future. <laughs> But actually, like te- Teslas kind of explode all the time. So, like, you, you like extrapolate that a couple of hundred years in the future. I guess. But I, I was very confused by the switch not stopping. Like, if you hit. Movies have told us if you hit the button that's supposed to prevent the end of the world, as long as right. you hit it before the count of one, mm-hmm. nothing happens. But then no. something did still happen, but it wasn't right. the same thing that was supposed to happen. Exactly. Normal. Right. So it whole thing 
and and as as the as he's hitting them, like, no, don't do it. Please do not hit the button. No, my dreams is the last thing that Armin Mueller Stahl says. No, my dreams. dreams. <laughs> You're tearing um, me apart, Lisa. This is like, and we and we cut directly from that to. A, a, a scene where Teddy Rex like becomes a real cop and gets a medal from the commissioner. He is wearing a sling on his arm that he was shot in. I will remind you that he was shot in the arm after being shot. Did a whole bunch of stuff using that arm. But this is basically like professional wrestling, where you're selling the arm for a while, then you do all of your finishing moves. And then the next night you come out and you and you're limping. You got to sell it the next night. Of course. Of so that's course. what he's doing. That's what he's doing. Um, and so uh, he says, um, uh, you're going to be a good cop. Uh, you think, oh, yeah, you, I believe you could do anything you put your mind to, Teddy. Great. I put my mind to being your partner forever. They, they told me as a, as a gold badge, I get to pick my new partner. And I pick you. What are you doing the next 20 years? And uh, uh, and 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 they walk away. And and um, I think this is the. Be- he says he he quotes Casablanca. He says, "I think <laughs> this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship." And they both laugh. And then the last thing it says on the, the it just says on the screen, "See ya." That's I mean, the it's not end as, of this movie. It, it's not as egregious as "We'll be back" from the end of Mac and Me. But it, again, I do believe they thought that they were going to get a sequel out of this. They thought they were going to get a sequel. Instead, they went direct to video after spending $35 million. So. They, they, they just decided to give up on it and not, not use anything for it. Um, Whoopi Goldberg uh, said on her final day of shooting, 99% of the crew was different from the first day. Hmm. <sighs> Um, yeah, uh, so this is where it is. Um, so in 1992, after a series of meetings, Whoopi Goldberg made a verbal agreement with producer Richard Gilbert Abramson to star in this film for $5 million plus the back end. Abramson called Whoopi at, at home and uh, the, the, Goldberg called Abramson at home and, and he asked her if she was 100% committed to doing the film and she said yes. But then she stopped answering his phone calls because apparently she saw the script, I think. Obviously. How and then, know? okay, so um, the film's Italian investors pressured producers Abramson and Stefano Ferrari to sue her for $20 million. The producers did not want to sue her, but the Italian investors made them. Goldberg countersued and says she's never agreed to do the film. So that's when we get the, the thing of like the, the answering machine tape was used. Exhibit A. Verbal contracts um, are binding. Goldberg's people claimed this was recorded illegally, but it doesn't matter. Um, the judge gave the impression to Goldberg that she was going to lose the case and that she should settle. In September 93, Goldberg settled. And the producers had to pay her $7 million to do the film, which is $2 million more than what she was agreed to. Um, and they also had to cover her legal fees, which so like, she got paid $8 million to do this film. In 1992, she agreed, to, she agreed to do this thing. I don't know what pitch that they gave her to, to do it, 
but she agreed to do it in 1992. That was the year Sister Act came out. So she didn't make this until the fall of 1995. <laughs> but um, yeah. Uh, she tried so hard. Jonathan R. Butel, Butul? I don't know how to say it, um, retired from directing after this film. He felt the studio didn't market it correctly. Otherwise, it would have been a huge hit. Yeah, that, you know what? That does seem like the issue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it was originally intended for a wide theatrical release, but the film had disappointing test screenings in February 1996 including in cities including Las Vegas, Des Moines, Iowa, Providence, Rhode Island, and Portland, Maine. Those people all hated the film. So given like they're, you know what? Let's just cut our losses and put it on video because they, they were supposed to go out wide and everybody in all those tests like, was like, this is awful. Um, those are it, wildly different markets and all of them said no. Yeah. Um, yeah. It. Stefano Ferrari was heir to the car fortune and wanted to get into films. And this was the first and only picture he ever produced. But don't feel bad about him. Uh, he's still the heir to the Ferrari fortune. So He's fine. Did the director, you said the director retired. Um, yeah, no, the director retired. Yeah, yep, it's true. Did anybody else go on to do anything? The the director was also the writer, so let's not let's not feel too bad for him. He wrote this, he wrote the script, so it's it's like, okay that he hung it up after this. It's okay, it's okay. It's a we didn't need to see any more. We got it. We it's a yeah, wrap. Yeah. You know what? Gotcha. Don't call us, we'll call you. There it is. Um yeah. Uh, yes. No. It's bad. Um, no. She. Um, so. Um, she. Uh, she. She had Stefano Ferrari banned from the set. Every time she would walk past him, she would. He would. She would mutter, "Motherfucker!" at him every time she saw. Him. She hates him so much. I love this. Oh God! It's so bad. I wish we had talked they, about this instead of the movie. They originally, they originally, they originally asked Leonard Nimoy, who played Spock, to direct this film, and he he turned them down. No, really? Um, Spock? yeah. Spock. Uh, the. Um. So uh, the director constantly wrote the script during the entirety of, of production. Um, the Katie Coltrane character was originally written as a white male. Kurt Russell was originally uh, uh, considered for the role. They were going to do a heavily referenced race relations film with a white yeah. man in this spot? Mm-hmm. 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 Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yowza. Yeah. Um, My God. 
Uh, the opening crawl was added after test screenings. The children of the audience, while liking the film, were visibly confused with much of the sophisticated talk and grown-up plot details. Grown-up plot details. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Mommy, what's um, specious? You'll learn when you're yeah. older, honey. That's that's true. You will. Um, yeah. No, the, the, but, but honestly, the... This, the dinosaur suits are the highlight of the film because they actually came out of something good, which was the dinosaurs TV show, which was John Criswell who did all of that. Did this? I mean, good, but like I'd seen them before, so it's not like the animatronic right. trolls and right. Ernest's Halloween movie yeah. and stuff. Like, yeah. Um, the last last was the last resort. Originally, Goldberg was like, "Just let me stay on as an executive producer. I'll I'll lend my name to all that stuff." And I will personally find the right person to star in it instead of me. Please just don't make me be in this movie. And they were like, no, you have to star. And then it was like, okay, lawsuit. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. My just... God. So that's it. That's all I wanted to, just to, you know, there you go. That's all we did. That, 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 that's those how all bad the good it ones. is. She, she tried all... everything she could to get she out of it. She tried everything she possibly could. God bless her. All right, there we go. That's good. Um, yeah, that's it. Alex, this that's is going to surprise you. Yeah, I think it was mm-hmm. a tough call. Yeah, by a razor thin margin. Uh-huh. I'm going to say we should get the flick out of here. Mm-hmm. No, it's very close. Um, I it's on, it's free on Tubi. It's free on Tubi. Tubi is an amazing, an amazing service which has a lot of this kind of crap on it. So much of it, like too much. Uh, it's an amazing service to be.tv. There's, there's apps for Tubi on your smart TV or, or, or your, 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 your iPad or whatever. It's amazing. So I will say, find this on Tubi and hold on, hold on. I mean, it's like an hour and 20 ish minutes in just, you gotta see the, the little puppet that comes out of the bag like that scene I, only like i it's bizarre like that's like that's the only like i i that's the thing like i i, I recommend that only because it doesn't make any sense like you got to see that but as someone who's never done drugs i appreciate it because i would imagine it's something like this um yeah. mm. I, I this movie is valueless Mm-hmm. <laughs> like if, I don't know if I've ever said that about a movie on here. Right. Um, I it was, it was a trudge. Like we watched some right. weird stuff. We watched some bad right. stuff. This right. is this might be the worst. I think this is worse than Santa with muscles. Like this is this was really bad. Right. This right. was like yeah. really hard to. It was hard to stay in there for. Like it. Right. It was rough. The, um, because it didn't like some of them are bad, but you you can fly through them. This was just this was this was bad, but not in a not in a gleeful kind of way. Just like, literally, how does how is this a thing that exists? Is kind of way, not yeah. like wow, this was. Can you believe it? It was like I I can't believe. It. Yeah, that's what there's a difference, and and for that I wouldn't say get the flick out of here. Um, but, but really, if you got a few minutes and you got to be check out that, the weird, the guy in the bag scene, 
the guy in the bag scene. My Jesus. Everybody's right. um, waiting for the blue puppet in the bag. That's right. Um, everybody, thank you for the first one of these. Uh, they're not numerally this long, but this movie, we, it's so hard to explain. You have it. to do some real things. Um, next, so this is what we're going to do. Noon Eastern, every Friday, hopefully. We're going we're gonna to do these uh, live so you guys can all be here with us. Uh, we'll try and make sure everybody knows what movie we're going to do by Tuesday night when we do the post-NXT show over on Fightful. We'll let you all know in case you want to feel like you want to watch it ahead of time so you know all the things uh, as well. Uh, we really appreciate all of your support being here. We're trying to grow this this uh, the show and this channel. So I, I, uh, thank you so much for being a part of it. So next week, we'll figure out something also bad, but hopefully not this bad. And then we'll tell you whether or not we're going to get the flick out of here. Bye, everybody, and have a wonderful weekend. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Click the subscribe button and find out what it means to me. Nah, that doesn't have a ring to it. But if you like videos about real news stories that are funny, stupid, or weird, subscribe now.